0: all right, it's time that I showed you one of my favorite video explanations of tinnitus. This is from one of our lead audiologists at Treble Health. Her name is Dr. Suzanne May, and she's offered to share her introduction to the relationship between tinnitus, the ear, and the brain. If you have ringing in the ears or some hearing loss, I think you'll benefit from watching this video. Make sure you're subscribed to this YouTube channel because it does matter when you press that thumbs up button, when you subscribe to our channel, and when you leave a comment, it tells YouTube that what we're doing here matters and that this is important and significant for the tinnitus community. Dr. Suzanne, let's take it away. Research shows that 90% of people who have tinnitus also have some degree of hearing loss. Today, Dr. Suzanne and I are going to go deep into this subject, into this question, does tinnitus mean I have hearing loss? And what are the implications of that? Dr. Suzanne, what I've seen is that most people who reach out to us at Treble Health are contacting us to get help with tinnitus. But often what happens is that they also have some degree of hearing loss. So we have this primary problem with tinnitus, and then this secondary problem with hearing loss.
1: I'll show some images on my screen that will educate you on tinnitus and hearing loss. A brief overview of the ear. You have the outer flappy part of your ear. You have your ear canal. At the end of your ear ear canal, you have your eardrum, which is opaque, flexible. Behind your eardrum, you have the three little bones and it's an air-filled space with the straw-like tube known as the eustachian tube that runs down to your throat. You have your cochlea, which is in charge of your hearing and your balance, and then you have nerves up to your brain. Typically, sound comes in as acoustic energy, vibrates the eardrum, which then vibrates the bones, and you have mechanical energy. The last bone pushes on the cochlea, which then sends a wave of fluid flowing through the cochlea like waves in an ocean. And now we have fluid energy. The fluid lands on what I like to call the beach, which is the membranes here, which then bends the hair cells. These little hairs in your, they're not like hairs on your head, but they're, they look like hairs on your head. But well, we call them hair cells they bend them, which releases a chemical, and then the chemical sends an electrical signal up to your brain. So you have energy that changes five times by the time it gets to your brain. So hearing's very complicated, more complicated than we realize. On the left side of the screen, you'll see a picture of the cochlea, and this is got two and three quarters turns and is arranged like a piano. So every one of these little hair cells is in charge of a pitch, and at the base of the cochlea, you have your high pitches, squeaky sounds. And then as it curls around, it gets lower and lower, pitched to more bass-type sounds, low pitch. You have two types of hair cells. You have one row of inner hair cells, and you have three rows of outer hair cells. You have 16,000 hair cells in each cochlea that are having 150 receptors on top of each one to be able to send a lot of signals and sounds to your brain. You can imagine amount of sounds that this can send to your brain. This membrane that sits on top of the hair cells will move over the hair cells, and then the little hair cells will release their chemical to send the sound um, to electrical energy up to your brain. The inner hair cells, that one row, is in charge of changing the energy around from chemical to electrical, and then the three rows of outer hair cells are more in charge of amplifying soft sounds. This picture shows the difference between normal and not normal. So on the left, you have nice and normal, nice neat rows of hair cells. But on the right, you'll see there's a lot missing. And this is extreme damage that's in the cochlea. This next picture also shows some damage. So on the left, a nice normal bundle of hair cells. And on the right, you have a little bit of bending that happens. And that bending, if you remember, when they bend, they release a chemical that gets the nerve excited. And so if they're bent all the time, they can send a signal all the time. What's really interesting to me is that on average, we lose about half a percent of these outer hair cells every year of our life. And that's doesn't matter if you're just having quiet or loud noise, you just lose about half a percent. If we add in extraneous factors, it's going to be a little bit more. And because there are so many redundancies in the system, you can actually have 30% hair cell loss and still have a nice normal hearing test that happens. Most people will have a hearing test that looks more like this, where on the left side of the graph, you have more of a straight line, which is indicating nice, normal hearing. and But on the right, you'll see it dips down and that's the high pitches, the squeaky sounds that are having some hearing loss. There is a test that can check to see the function of these hair cells, which are the, uh, it was called otoacoustic emissions. So it doesn't hurt. Um, it's a little probe that goes in your ear. And they play some sounds and they're able to measure if there's any damage here. When the sound leaves the cochlea, it leaves the cochlea, which is that hearing organ as electrical energy and starts to go up to the brainstem. There are many processing centers along the way on the brainstem. The first processing center is called the cochlear nucleus. And that guy's job is just to take the energy and pass it along to the next section. It does this for its own side. But then it also passes the energy over to the other side. So the right stays on the right, but the right also goes to the left and vice versa. So it's important to know there is kind of a crossover effect that happens. When it gets to the superior olivary complex, that processing center is determining, is it right ear, left ear, both ears, or I don't know. Because sometimes we're trying to figure out where sound is coming from. And it will mark the electrical signal and send it up to the brain. The next center, the inferior colliculus, that is in charge of marking the sound, what pitches are on the electrical signal soft, low pitch, high pitch. And also, was there anything else from any other senses that we can add in? So, from our eyesight, did we see the plates drop and we heard them break? From our smell, did we smell the bacon and we heard it sizzle? From our touch, did we feel the grains of sand and we heard them? making noise as we ran it through our fingers, adding that into the signal and sending it up. The next section, the medial geniculate body, is deciding what to do with it. And inside the medial geniculate body, you have a bunch of these relay cells that are determining is the sound not important or is it important? So for example, is it the refrigerator humming? Is it the laundry machine going? Is it my laptop fan? It doesn't matter. I hear it, but it's not important to me. So it marks it as not important and sends it up. Is it a baby crying, an alarm clock, an ambulance? That's important. I'm going to send it up. And the theory with tinnitus is that in the cochlea, there might be a bent hair cell that's sending a signal. And maybe when it gets to this spot, maybe the relay cell is saying, this is I'm ignoring it. I'm going to garbage it. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to even bother sending it up. Or is, is there something else happening in the body? There's a neck injury, a jaw injury, an earache, stress, and do I need to then make sure that the brain knows that this is important and I better send it up as important? So usually it's a miscategorization. This tinnitus signal is not dangerous. It's nothing that we need to worry about, but for some reason it gets mismarked as important, which brings us to the brain. The brain hears the sound at first and goes, what is this? I don't know what this is. This doesn't make sense to me. And it will actually send another signal back down to the ear and ask, hey, what is this? I better figure this out. And the ear doesn't know. And so it says, well, I don't know. Let me send it back up to you. And now we have this looping of sound that goes back and forth. Now, inside your brain, you will also, if you look at this little blue area, this is called your amygdala. And your amygdala is in charge of your fight or flight response. This is your survival instinct. This is keeping you safe. So if you were to hear an ambulance, you immediately know you better pull over. It's that alert that something's wrong, we're in danger. and It is deeply ingrained in our DNA DNA to keep us safe. So this guy gets activated because there's kind of a little bit of arguing happening between the ear and the brain, and they can't figure out what the sound is. And it puts us into what I like to call uh uh-oh Mode and it starts flooding your brain with adrenaline, endorphins, things that chemicals that are going to keep you safe. And in addition, your memory center is also in your temporal lobe to make a memory that the sound is something we need to keep track of as a danger sound. So if it happens again, we know to be alert for it. So this is all happening in conjunction of you have a, a sound that's tagged wrong as important, sending our limbic system into uh oh mode, getting us into an anxiety panic mode, making a memory of it. And now we need to work on categorizing the sound in a different way by using sound therapy and cognitive behavioral approaches is what we use at Treble Health.
0: This is a short break from today's video to announce the tinnitus guide by Treble Health. Do you want to learn about the newest tinnitus treatments and management tips? Click the link in the description of this video to get your free copy of the tinnitus guide by Treble Health. Reflecting on your presentation, Dr. Suzanne, makes me realize how important it is for us to understand what is the cause of someone's tinnitus. And often that means ruling out a physical cause. So using sound therapy for a somatic type of tinnitus is not matching the treatment with the cause. If you have problems with the TMJ or the neck, then we want to matched treatments of TMJ or neck with that cause. What we learned in this presentation is that changes to the cells in the ear has a relationship with the brain and the brain can make this tinnitus very loud. So for someone who has changes to the cells in the ear, then we know part of the cause of your tinnitus, at least part of it, is related to the ear. We know what treatments work for the ear, and that would be a combination of sound therapy plus one-on-one coaching and guidance on how to manage any anxiety, stress, insomnia with tinnitus. So that's key here. And for anyone who has changes to those cells in the cochlea, we just mapped out the system for what's going on, what's the cause, what's the brain theory and system that explains it. Now providing the different treatments or therapies would be the next step. For someone who has a normal hearing test, as you said, they may think, oh, my hearing is completely fine my hearing is in the normal range on a hearing test but after going to many loud concerts music festivals being around a lot of loud noise the hair cells in my ears are not working as well as they once did meaning that's enough to provide tinnitus that's enough to Lead to tinnitus in my auditory brain. It's helpful for us to understand this system because without it, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of mystery about tinnitus. But I remember in my tinnitus retraining therapy coursework, we were explained that the main benefit here to someone with tinnitus is that it takes the mystery out of the equation. We know what's happening. When we know what's happening, there's less fear, there's less limbic system involvement. And that process repeated over and over through. The strategies we recommend here on this YouTube channel and at Trouble Health are what can help someone habituate and reduce their tinnitus over time. Would you like to comment as we wrap up about how you use these strategies yourself uh, and, and maybe your own case in terms of hearing and how that applies to the brain map that you just laid out?
1: Yeah, so what's interesting or maybe not interesting about my case is that I did have tinnitus a long time ago from noise exposure kind of similar to your experience Ben and i had it was low level and didn't really bother me that much it wasn't until i had an injury that my tinnitus got louder and so part of my cause was physical i had neck issues jaw issues that i needed to overcome and so i did work with physical therapy and a dentist and doctors to help with the physical injuries. But I also had sound therapy because I knew that my brain wanted another sound to listen to and hear to kind of fill in the gaps or, as I like to say, kind of keep it busy and maybe even distracted away from the tinnitus. And that's when I noticed having little breaks away from the tinnitus and having moments of less tinnitus and it just got better and better and better and so with my case it was a combination of doing everything working with doctors working with a you know a counselor working with sound therapy all together to make my tinnitus finally get to an area where okay i still have it it's still there but it's manageable
0: we're glad that's the case dr suzanne thank you for sharing your presentation your personal story uh, my name is dr ben thompson we're both audiologists with treble health if you want A free consultation with an expert audiologist on our team about tinnitus please do go to our website tribalhealth.com or click the link below this video thank you for watching and we'll see you on a free consultation or another video here on this youtube channel take care Thank you for watching today's video with Treble Health. Check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video. And if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. See you on the next video.